Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Nook's Tavern, where we record live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash Nook's Tavern. You want to help support the show? Support us over at patreon.com slash Nook's Tavern, and you can earn yourself a seat right here in the live studio that we record in. Hi, I'm Philip D. Keating, the imaginary nomad himself, and with me for the first time ever is the charcoal to my canvas, a swan named Emily. Hi, Phil. Hi, Emily. How are you doing? I'm really well. How are you doing? I am very well as well. Thank you. So Kurt is out today due to work. So he's like, we need to pull somebody in. And the first name on his list was Emily. So welcome to uh, welcome to Nook's Tavern. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to be here. It's going to be a good episode. So... <laughs> Emily, let me uh, let me ask what what's going on new for this week on your island that you're excited about? Well, that's the amazing thing, Phil. Uh, everything is new on my island because I am still in the first week of having my island. But it's been wonderful. I I've been enjoying this show since the beginning and the community around it and hearing people talk about their island and share their special things and now being able to have that on my own is wonderful so i've been meeting tons of new villagers villagers and friends and yeah it's been great that's awesome so have you had any um like special npcs show up that you haven't seen before this week or have you added something new that was exciting to your museum or anything of the sort Yes. Yes to both. Uh, I've been very lucky and it's been kind of funny because I feel like I got a lot of very special NPCs very quickly. I have seen both Gulliver and Gullivar who washed up on my shores, which was wonderful. I've gone swimming with Pascal and given him lots of scallops. I had a lovely stargazing evening with Celeste and I just saw Mabel recently so <laughs> my god that's <laughs> that's a lot for uh for such a short time of of being on on your island and i've actually i just had sahara show up again for the second time so all uh, right well i <laughs> i know where she has been hiding then <laughs> so for me i mean the only thing that really was awesome this week was was going through the fireworks festival and actually for once seeing red on my island and and uh, getting to use some of his raffles uh, I think I pulled every balloon, a uh, couple, couple, um, what, what are they called? Um, the sparklers. Yep. The sparklers. Um, I got the balloon, uh, the, the bubbles. I got the, uh, the, 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 the blow toy that has the three tons. Tweeter. Tweeter. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> but I still have yet to get any of the, uh, the head bob. bob boppers. Yes. Boppers, yeah. Those are the I ones, the elusive ones. I've been trying to get those as well. So you, you haven't gotten any boppers yet? No boppers yet. I got a okay. tweeter. I got the Roman candle. I got the stationary candle. Then I got a bunch of balloons. I feel like there's something else that I'm missing. Oh, the pinwheel. Oh, yes. I got a pinwheel uh, the as pinwheel. well. Yeah, the pinwheel's fun because like you can actually interact with it. And when you hit the A button, it, it spins a little bit for you. So... Have you lost a balloon yet this week by uh, by running with it and falling? Not yet. I have not actually fallen yet, which is kind of nice. Uh, but no, I, I very carefully stuck all my balloons into my house right away because I'll admit I'm still a little bit in the hoarder stage. And I, I had sent a funny video to, to you as well as Kurt uh, before my museum showed up. I had 
a fair amount of real estate around my house that was taken up with bugs and fish and shells that I had collected waiting for the museum. And I, I'm still very much in that with everything I collect. So it's all saved. It's all in storage or set up in my a little bit scary house of hoarders. Uh, well, uh, you, you'll be happy to know that the hoarding never really ends. Oh, that's good. Uh, you just, you keep it in storage and then you forget about it. And then you check the price on Nookazon in like six months and you realize, man, I should really do something with that. And then you end up not doing anything with it. <laughs> well, good. Lots to look forward to. Sure. So we don't have heavy news this week, but there are a couple articles floating out there that I wanted to bring to the attention of everybody. And uh, some of them are boring and some of them are a little bit more fun than others. Uh, let me switch over my cam on that there we go scoop-a-doo so nintendo has their first earnings report in a while and their profits jump more than 400 percent thanks to the switch and animal crossing as we all know the covid times right now have kind of uh, put a lot of businesses on hold except for nintendo even though switches are hard to find they have still managed to drip feed some of them out there for everybody that are still looking for them and then animal crossing hit probably at the best time and it's the only game that people are talking about so absolutely and i think the only other only other one they mentioned was mario party and yeah it's it's kind of the only game in town right now yeah, um, they made 145 billion yen, which translates to 1.3 billion in operating profits uh, for the quarter ending in June, which makes it a 428% surge. Uh, just, just imagine how much more it would have been if switches weren't uh, so difficult to find right now. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, with, with these new updates and new people getting switches and people coming to Animal Crossing for the first time uh, it's it's kind of a very easy game to jump into and it's for a long time you know captured the hearts of many people stuck at home the next article uh, that I'm going to bring up is that the Animal Crossing patched out or Nintendo patched out the star fragment trees uh, this has been pretty much a staple for people with special islands for a little bit, uh, it was more for like a cosmetic look. You know, people would have just different things growing on trees, trees other than fruit. You know, they would have uh, fossils or star fragments or um, there was one more thing that people had up there that I just can't think of right now. Nope, I lost it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so, so, so people had, you know, just odd things growing on their trees just to kind of give it more of a, um, you know, pizzazz around their island. But as soon as dream addresses came in and people started visiting different people's islands, they would see that these islands had these quote unquote hack trees or these, or these, um, you know, um, I guess hack trees is the best way Hatchery, to describe it. Yeah. Them. I think that's a, a perfect way to describe it. And these not players, factory original. Yes, it's not factory owned, factory original. But these people were reporting this to Nintendo as hacking and cheating. And some of these people have experienced temporary revokedness of their online connectivity. So that's huge. I mean, you know, it's, it's very strange because, you know, if you're using these trees and these star fragments and these fossils and other things that you can put in your trees that really don't really affect other people's gameplay 
um, but the people are still getting reported out there and they're losing their time um, to connect to people. And they're, they're just, you know, you put your address out there not thinking anything was going to happen and then, bam, you're hit with a ban. A, a temporary ban, but still a ban nonetheless. Well, especially, too, I feel like at this point, myself aside from that, that a lot of people might even be experiencing their fatigue. So then to have an additional hurdle to that, I feel like kind of hurts that part of it. And I'm I'm just surprised because there aren't microtransactions in this game. It's not as if these people are, are damaging that or causing people to be out real money and not just bells. So I'm surprised at the the policing that some of the people are doing on other gamers. I wonder if it is coming down heavy from Nintendo to just cut them right out because of the secondary market like Nookazon. Yeah. You know, if you can if you can gain the system by having these hack trees with star fragments and then going around and selling either star fragments or let's say rare furniture from Celeste on Nookazon to then get bells or tickets or whatever you get. I mean, that's the only other reason I can think because once again, it's not really affecting anybody but your own island. Right. And a lot of these people weren't even harvesting them. You know, they just wanted these pretty things in their trees and have different trees. Yeah. So if if you had the opportunity before this patch came through, I mean, would you would you have gotten the, the, the urge to, to do this, to have weird trees that weren't just full of fruit? Probably not. I also, I mean, again, I've heard you guys talk for weeks about time travel and that type of stuff, and that never interested me, but I will also admit that I approach this as very casual. As much as I'm incredibly excited and having a blast and playing for hours, it's still a very casual game for me, and that, (laughs) that seems like a lot of work, and I'm really okay just logging in each week and being in my normal time zone and time day, which I don't know what day it is normally. So I'm doing a little bit of time traveling just because I'm not sure until the little clock tells me. It's very funny. Um, (laughs) But according to those that have been impacted by this, these former star trees are now just regular money trees. Uh, While the move seems surprisingly aggressive from Nintendo, um, who has allowed similar hacks with previous games like New Leaf, uh, it should stop people from fighting over, or it should stop people from fighting over reported islands. I don't know. It it just kind of, it kind of seems. I mean, if I go to an island and I see that you have a, a specialty tree like that, I mean, my last thought would be like, "You're right. It's my duty to report this person <laughs> and take them down." Right. Right. Especially because you, as somebody visiting through a dream address, like you can't interact with anything on their island. So it just, it kind of seems like... Um, I'm mad like, at you for having a cooler visual than I, me? I guess so. I guess. <laughs> it just seems like like a bullying move, to be honest yeah. with you. But yeah. um, people play this game differently. And I guess, you know, if you're grumpy about people having things that you don't, um, you know, it's easier to report than just move on for some people, I guess. I guess. And again, it's it's hand in hand with, while people have a lot more time at home to play... They also have a lot more time at home to sit and stew about things that upset them. That's very true. And the last piece of news that I want to bring up that I found today, which is kind of Animal Crossing, kind of not, is about Tetris 99. Emily, have you played any Tetris 99? I I have not. I downloaded it and I've watched you play it on stream and that's as close as I've gotten. 
All right. Well, if you get the urge to play Tetris 99 again, they are revisiting some of the previous Tetris Maximus Cup th uh, themes that they were giving away. So they're redoing the Ring Fit Adventure, the Luigi Mansion 3, and nope, there it is, the Animal Crossing New Horizon theme. I mean, that's which, pretty cute. It, I mean... It really is. It most certainly is. And to be honest with you, it's my favorite one to play with because... The the one thing that you want to do during Tetris 99 is you want to kind of keep calm and keep focus. And normally, the the higher you get in the ranks, the more fast the music gets, and also the Tetraminos fall a lot quicker. So if you can have calming music playing from Animal Crossing as you're playing this game, I find it, to be honest with you, a little bit of advantage from other people that aren't <laughs> using it. That's great. So traditionally, you need 100 points to unlock these uh, these themes. But since they're doing uh, triple rounds with Animal Crossing first, Luigi Mansion three third, uh, second, and then Ring Fit Adventure third, it's only going to cost you 50, 50 points to move on to the next level. Oh, nice. So with Animal Crossing being first, I mean, really, you can just go in there, get 50 points, and then get the heck out, and you don't ever have to deal with it again. But that's going to start on August 14th at... 12 a.m. Pacific time and go until August 22nd. Okay. So, you know, a couple days in there. It should be enough time to, to hop in there and get your uh, get your skins if you haven't. So, like I said, the news was kind of slim on the front end. And uh, I think we're actually going to go right into our break. Uh, if you're here watching the live show, stick around. You on the podcast, enjoy the ad, and we'll see you, uh, see you in a few. And welcome back to Nook's Tavern. So before we go any further, we're going to look a little bit into Nookazon and see what is trending for this week. Um, and uh, just letting you guys know if you use it, you know these are the hot listings right now. So the red police box. Your shell wand, cherry blossom pond stones, and rusted parts. So those rusted parts are still going for pretty high since you need them for the robot. And, uh, you know, depending on what kind of island you have depends or depicts what color police box, phone box you have. So apparently the red ones are trending hard right now. M, do you think that you would ever use to acquire or sell anything on Nukazon? Maybe to sell, but I feel like with that too, it's very far down the line for me. Sure. I and again, as I mentioned earlier, my hoarder tendencies, but also it's it's a lot of research and figuring out what there's demand for and even just the possibilities of it. And I don't know if I'm that invested in that part of it. What if I could tell you, you know, you could not hunt for the villager of your dream. You can simply just purchase them off this website. <laughs> well, I, I think I would be a little bit disappointed in, then, in my uh, animal magnetism than if I can't just go out and find the villager that I'd like to have. I mean, that's fair. But also, I spent like 25,000 Nook tickets once trying to find somebody. <laughs> I will say, too, it's been neat because I started in Pocket Camp. I collected a lot of villagers that way because it has a very different dynamic to it. The way that you play that game is vastly, vastly different from the actual Animal Crossing. So I got to kind of have a lot of villagers and be familiar with them that way. And that kind of satisfied my need for it. So now I'm just, again, I, you know, the, the new car smell is still on my Switch. I'm still delighted every day when I log into Animal Crossing. So maybe at some point I'll be, I'll be desperate to have 
um lolly i really like her. she's one of the cat characters and i really like her so maybe okay. maybe if i can't find her i'll i'll, I'll tiptoe to to Nukazan and see what i can find you could also just use the wonderful community over at tiny.cc slash nooks tavern to see if anybody ever has her uh, in boxes and you could just scoop up and pick her up. They are wonderful. I, I would like to give an absolute amazing shout out to to the entire community, specifically Bemel, Kilted, and Dell. You you guys are awesome. I I was a few days in and I already had incredible support and, hey, what can we do? What do you need? And they came and visited my island and hung out with me and it was just, it was awesome. So it really is, it's a tremendous community and I'm very very happy to be a part of it. Awesome. So let's get into some of these insane things that I have found on Reddit. (laughs) So with these dream addresses coming into play, a lot of people have put their dream addresses up on Reddit for people to visit. But this most insane one that I found was somebody used hedges and made a maze out of their island. And not not a simple maze. This isn't no. this isn't the maze from a month ago that was part of an event. This is this is hardcore. No, this this is Jareth has stolen <laughs> your little brother, and it's full of goblins and trickery, kind of kind of labyrinth. Now look, guys, I'll give you the DA address right now, which is four zero five two seven seven six zero nine five five five, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. But with that stands, like, the best time people have gotten on this is four to five minutes, but the average time has been nine to ten. And if you look at the picture that I'm putting up uh, on the screen or even in the show notes with the link, it's intimidating. It's super intimidating, but I'm very excited to do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I think that's awesome. And now after having spent some time doing some landscaping, my brain hurts for the amount of planning and preparation that it took to make this happen. Yeah, especially, you know, I I guess you had to start working on this before dream addresses came in, right? You don't have somebody who's like, now that people can freely visit my island, I better start working on this. Let me get to it in a week and make something absolutely insane. I don't know, though. I Unless they knew that the dream thing was coming, maybe this was just some gag between them and their friends? To have it make it harder and harder for them to get to parts of their island, but... Oh, you know crazy. what I would have done? I would have put in the shop at the end. Yeah. And, and had people go all the way through <laughs> to sell their 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 nips. <laughs> but, uh, man, it, it looks great. I'm a big fan of corn mazes, so I, I'm going to find this very excited, uh, and I'll probably run it you know, later on in this week and, and let you guys know what my average time was. I am kind of hoping, though, that, you know, they put, like, one of the big goblet or chalices at the end of it and a little, little Triwizard Cup happening. Okay, I dig that. You know what? I think as a community, maybe we should all try to go through this the quickest and then everyone post their times in the Discord and, and let's see if we can get a little bit of a competition going on. Yes, I love it. So the next thing that I found on the internets was somebody has posted probably the most exquisite library I've ever seen produced in Animal Crossing. From books, you know, they have not only the shelved books, but they have the wedding flowers hanging down from 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 the the, the glass walls. The the flooring in there 
is gorgeous. It's it fits so perfectly. Like it's right out of Indiana Jones. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. With the pipe organ and the desk, it's just it's so stunning. And pieces like this, you know, I I it, I love them so much. Kind of like when we had that antique shop a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Just people put so much time and details. And I'm sure like even looking at these pictures now, we're not fully experiencing, you know, the little little things that these people have put in here. And I'm impressed too because I'm assuming that all of these pieces didn't automatically come in the colors that they have set in the images. Like that's customization and that's planning to get the actual color scheme to match top to bottom. That's that's the attention to detail that blows me away. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. So we'll put that in the show notes as you guys can can watch it and uh, revel in the amazingness of that library. So uh, the next thing I brought to the table tonight was uh, SpongeBob. Have you ever watched SpongeBob? I have. I enjoy SpongeBob. Do you remember the episode of SpongeBob where Squidward had to put a band together for a competition? I think so. Well, if you don't remember it, you can now watch the entire episode in Animal Crossing. (laughs) Somebody has done a shot-for-shot remake of this famous episode. So a lot of people use the the meme of SpongeBob and the band um, for, you know, sporting events or or other Mm -hmm. things like that. And uh, it's one of my favorite episodes of of that. And, and they just they really did a good job nailing this down perfectly. Again, it comes back to the attention to detail across the board. It, it blows me away each week with what people are choosing to do. It's just awesome. Yeah, especially with people constantly taking television shows and, and remaking them in Animal Crossing. And I'm usually impressed because... Character personalities match up with the villagers that they choose in the game, and that that's just an extra bonus. It really is. So, as you can guess from the audio on the stream, uh, some somebody out there made a shot-for-shot remake of the Simpsons theme. Uh, actually, not just the theme, the entire intro to the show. Emily, have you? Uh, did you did you get to watch this at all? I did. I did. So what they did was they used a little bit of CGI work, a little bit of um, cartooning to kind of fill out some of the pieces that you can't really do in Animal Crossing. Yeah, they like definitely dri- had some some layered After Effects stuff happening. But yeah, like driving in cars and and skateboarding and and all that. But I mean, on the whole, it's a pretty decent, pretty decent uh, remake of 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 the intro to The Simpsons. Yes. And it's at the couch gag is is the best. Even if you didn't stick around to watch the rest of that episode of Simpsons, the couch gags are are worth it. And that's that's my favorite part, right? Like they they went they did this shot for shot, you know, with even Homer and Marge driving home, but they they included their own couch gag, which I found really endearing. Yes. No, when they did that cutaway, and I I, you know, I won't spoil the end of it, but it was it was perfect. That was. I was okay, again, with the little bits of tweaking that they did up until then. I was like, oh, that's funny. And then the reveal happened. I was like, that's great. Nope, you won me on that last bit. Um, you know, I just, I wish I had just not only time, but like the creative guster to do this. It's amazing. And I, I've always thought that with when it came to the Simpsons themselves. I mean, you're coming up with different couch gags for every episode. It's, it's a very deep well, and it's intimidating at times. Almost certainly. 
And as Kurt always loves to do, we're going to end the community spotlight on a cover song. Now, this one's a little bit special that I found out on the internet because this is a cover of KK Cruising, but it's just not done by one person. It is done by 48 different musicians. Um, a lot of them are known, you know, video game musicians already. But the fact that somebody was able to go out there and get all 48 people to do a different part of KK Cruising was was awesome. And not only that, but they extended the song by, you know, 18 minutes. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's pretty intense. And you have all different kinds of music uh, stylizations going in here from people playing the guitars, clarinets. Uh, there's a... Somebody playing the uh, accordion as somebody sings on top of it. It's yeah, piano. It's no, it's it's beautiful. And different music stylizations from metal to jazz to to you know polka. It's all over the place, but it all kind of really fits together. Yes. And that was put together by strings player uh, string player gamer so if you haven't checked them out on youtube throw them a sub um, and it seems like they'll just continuously put out cool covers like this uh, for any game really but this one fits perfectly for our show do you have a did you get any time to watch <laughs> any part of this 18 minute uh jam sesh <laughs> about about two minutes but i will definitely be watching it again and all the way through i i'm impressed because you know we've come across a lot of different musical covers and renditions of this and i don't get sick of them i don't get sick of this this lovely music that comes from this game and and what people choose to do with it and how they choose to recreate it or if they continue to use the we'll say the language of animal crossing or if they just make it instrumental it's it's enjoyable and it's delightful background music especially when i'm working on animal crossing art oh, most certainly um i find myself constantly humming some of these tunes or even meowing them you know as i go through <laughs> my day and the kid the child that's all he wants to listen to when we get into the car for Spotify is, you know, <laughs> if it's not put on Mario music, it's put on Animal Crossing music. So the more, the better, in my opinion. Absolutely. And again, it, it's coming back to the name of this section, the community spotlight. It is beautiful to see community members collaborating and working on these. Projects. Yeah. I mean, really, this is the most <laughs> community centric thing that we've ever bought with 48 <laughs> different people all uh, coming together on one piece. Oh, man, I can listen to this all day. So check that out. The link will be in the show notes. And uh, let's uh, let's keep this, this show running as we... Uh, well, I guess we can't do it behind the bells. No, not really. Right, you know what? We're going to do it anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sit with us as we go through our favorite segment. Behind the Bells. The Nook Syndicate Story. All right, well, we don't really have a bagman because I don't have his phone number and Kurt's normally the one that texts him. So, Emily, what we'll do instead is we'll uh, we'll have everybody get a little bit more familiar with you and your history with Animal Crossing. Hi. So, I know from listening to 143 Pixels by our good friend Bill at Run Jump Stomp that you're Thank you, Bill. You're <laughs> mostly a PlayStation player. Yes. Have have you had any 
experience with Animal Crossing, or is New Horizons really first your first big jump into Animal Crossing? New Horizons is absolutely my first big jump into it. Like I said, I've been playing Pocket Camp on my phone for a few months, but previous to that, nothing. I was aware of it, but because I never had a GameCube and didn't have access to that, I never really sought it out previous till now. So what what was it about, let's say Pocket Camp, right? What was it about Pocket Camp that really brought you into that game and 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 making you want to spend time every day going through and and running your quests on on pocket camp well i think i mean part of it if i'm being completely honest and completely cheesy is i enjoyed this show a lot and that was the the easiest way that i could be a part of it and it was a free option which was really nice but it also absolutely plays into the collector spirit in me and and well and as i said on 143 pixels i like fighting games and i i usually had a very specific time limit on how long i could play games so long running rpgs were tough for me but collecting or short missions or logging in and daily and doing some sort of quest that way that fits into a lot of what i could i could handle as a younger person and now what i have time for as an adult and it just syncs up perfectly and then as they would release new new goals that you could get to, I was like, oh, well, this is delightful. I can get another goal. And then Isabel would come back and talk to me that there was another goal. And, you know, three months went by and I got a lot of goals. <laughs> so well, then if you're coming from Pocket Camp right into New Horizon, did you find that jump difficult to make since they are kind of they, they are in the same IP, but they play differently? They play incredibly differently. Uh, yes, especially because at the point I'm at in Pocket Camp, I have enough bells. I have an, I have enough to do anything I want. I have supplies. I have building materials. I have everything I want. And I can just do whatever I want whenever I want. So to come to New Horizons and start completely fresh, and even more specific to that, to have to wait as my museum was built, as I oh, had... Yeah. I, you have to wait a day. And if you've been waiting five months... For all of these experiences, then having to wait a day as you've been anticipating it feels like a long time. And that, that's that been the biggest thing is I I am so eager to do so much stuff. And I have to remember that there is plenty of time that I will get to these things. But sure. that was a big, big switch. Is this your first crafting game? Yeah. 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 So so was that was that strange to have to come in and like gather materials to then actually build things to actually then push your your storyline forward or did you think that came pretty pretty quick I, for you I got into that pretty quickly I mean concept wise it makes sense and you know with other games even shorter RPGs where I've gone around and had to collect things or had to level up I kind of equate it to going out into the wilderness and just fighting generic monsters until you got your skill level up. So it's a, it, while it's not the same skill set, it's a similar mindset that, nope, I just have to get through these things so that I can do the next thing. Yeah. So it's been out for five months, <laughs> right? And and you just came into it, how long ago? About two oh, weeks? A week and a half. Okay, so let's just say about two weeks. Yeah. D- did you have any, like... Did you have any feeling of missing that like five months or were you really like, hey, I got it now. Can't dwell on the past. Let's just look to the future and and have fun. And then next year I'll be able to pick up all the things that I missed. 
Well, I mean, it's a weird thing because I was kind of aware of the special events that were going on and maybe missing those things, but I was collecting them in Pocket Camp, so I was doing that part of it. But I think because I was watching this show and enjoying different parts of the community and you know i follow a ton of different artists on twitter and instagram so i'm seeing all of this amazing art be created and that's really fun and i enjoyed a lot of that so i definitely didn't have the fear of missing out of that part of it but then you know getting into it i think i was just so overjoyed with the fun of what i was getting to do and finally it gets you know it's it's an immediate island creation that is all my own Sure. And that's that's wonderful. And as you say, it's exactly I can play it any way I want. There's no right or wrong way to do this. And I got to run around and jump on things and climb on things and and do it exactly as I wanted. So I think the the joy of that definitely overshadowed any of disappointment about missing out. And and it's kind of been funny because because I'm coming into it so fresh and so new you know, I'm babbling away at other people who, again, have been at this for five months. And I think that's kind of fun. But I'm also I'm enjoying them kind of getting excited about it as well. And, you know, I'm bringing them over to my island to show them like tents, but they're my tents and they're new tents. And yeah. that's exciting. And, and it's fun. Yeah, no, it's it, it is. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure that you're not anywhere close to terraforming yet. No, but so. <laughs> let me ask you. Is terraforming something that you're looking forward to or is terraforming something that fills you with terrible anxiety? Is oh. it something that I might have already taken out grid paper and started <laughs> to plan out what I was doing? Oh my lord, you're are you are you serious? I, I, I have know you are. I have I have a sketch. I do. Oh my lord. Yep. So and... so are you looking forward <laughs> to it or is it something that you're probably gonna dabble with a few times and then just say the heck with it? I so <laughs> so this is kind of a funny thing and I will absolutely own up to it and it's laughable and if you're ever on my island and you're watching me not so much catch bugs cuz I'm getting better at that but boy I cannot dig the hole with my shovel where I want it to go so if you're ever watching me dig holes it's ridiculous and so I'm curious if difficulties with terraforming are going to kind of I'm going to struggle with them the same way that I'm struggling oh. with digging <laughs> holes uh, yeah uh-huh I, don't worse. tell me I don't want to know okay. <laughs> so there is part of it where I have we'll say I have two different versions so I have a couple of ideas of things that I really really want to make happen and those are just as simple as moving some paths out so that I can hop across a part of my river instead of having to pole vault, little things like that. But there's a couple where I want to see if I can change the flow of where my waterfalls spill out or how I can kind of affect those areas. And I, again, I'll admit to, there was a good, we're going to say maybe four hours the other day where I spent all of that time just moving trees. I ate a ton of fruit Ugh. and I moved all of my cedar trees and... I I was delighted. So <laughs> yeah. So I think I'm looking forward to the terraforming, but I I'm also trying to keep in mind that it is going to be challenging in a certain way and to keep realistic expectations. I didn't, you know, but I get that because, you know, while you moving trees for 4 hours, you said it was satisfying. I can go and pick weeds for hours and <laughs> and not even care. Like I have deweeded a lot of my friends' islands. I came over and deweeded a little bit of your island. You did, I, yes. I just, I find a zen at cleaning an island out that, and I've hit my, like, weed master. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I, I've picked so much weed that, uh, 
you know, I, I think the goal, the end goal on that's like 3000 and I'm at like 3,500 because oh my I just, I enjoy it. I don't know why it's tedious. It doesn't add anything, but yeah, it, cleaning an Island is, is one of my favorite things to do. That's too funny. So do you find yourself more of a bug catcher or a, or a fisher or a little bit, a little bit balanced? How, how do you normally f- spend your time when you're trying to, you know, run around your Island, not digging up trees <laughs> not not digging up or just making holes uh so i enjoy both of those i'm gonna fully commit in i love swimming oh interesting i, I love it so much i think there was one day where i did possibly two laps around my entire island just swimming and diving for sea creatures and i love it i and I know it's weird because it is a newer mechanic, but no, I that's that's my zen right there. Jumping off of the rock or the end of my pier and just just swimming out there. It's no, that's beautiful. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I completely forgot that swimming was a thing when I asked that question. So <laughs> well, I even wore my wetsuit tonight. That's true. I see that. <laughs> no, it's it's really great, and you know, I like. I like catching bugs and it's again if if I was streaming this live or if you got to watch me play this people would laugh because and a kind of a long-winded answer on this but I like that there is not there is a little bit of hand holding when it comes to how you play Animal Crossing but there's some stuff where they they just essentially they hand you the net and they let you out into the world and until I accidentally held down one of the buttons I didn't know that I could creep so I was I was just really slow joystick walking towards bugs to try and catch them until I learned about that. And I was like, oh, well, this is much easier. I see why people do this instead. <laughs> so it's but it's been fun. Like, that's fun as, you know, as an adult figuring that out. But it's not, you know, it's not a super hard level that just beats me into the ground. It's just a, oh, I could catch bugs before and now I can just catch bugs better. Sure. And your enthusiasm for this game has really, it's been, it's been great uh, because, you know, we've been here for five months and, you know, we were always just like, well, no, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do this. And to look, watch you just new come to the game, be like, yeah, every, everything is new. Everything is great. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm having fun and I'm still, you know, I can jump and swim in the ocean for two hours <laughs> and not, and not, you know, have a care in the world. But with that said, do you have some changes on your list that you hope to see come to Animal Crossing in the near future? Um, you know, a lot of us have talked about multi-item crafting or being able to open mm-hmm. and close gates from not, you know, anywhere more than just the airport. Is there anything really that sticks out in your mind that, uh, you know, you would want to see come to the game in the near future? I I will say it's something that Kurt had said, I couldn't tell you a couple episodes ago, I think. And he mentioned how if you're, especially if you're doing a lot of fishing, a lot of bug catching or a lot of swimming, the repeat dialogue for catching, I mean, everything, everything you catch, you know, you hold it to camera and it says it like, I would be okay not having that dialogue bubble every time. I don't think that's something they're going to change, but I was like, nope, that can be, sometimes if I just... Again, because I'm playing, you know, I'm getting up a little bit early and playing before I go to work or <laughs> before I fall asleep at night. And if I'm trying to get through a few things, that that makes it feel a little bit longer. But well, that dialogue is at least a C plus. 
<laughs> oh, the bad puns, though, they can stay all day. <laughs> I am here for the bad puns. That is, they are speaking my language. Well, that's awesome. So are you aware that, like, in old games, there used to be Nintendo items in, in the game? Uh, not specifically. Like, I know, like I said, in Pocket Camp, I got a Nintendo shirt, and I know uh, a Switch popped up in my in my Nook shopping a couple days ago. Okay. Yeah, because like in old games, you used to be able to get like um, Star Fox's ship or like a, a, uh, an official Mario or Luigi hat. They even for the first for the GameCube, you had you know NES games in there. Now they can't do that now because of the online service, and that's really where they're pushing people, but. You know, I, that's the one thing I'm still waiting for is these old Nintendo IP furniture bits to, to finally come into the game. Especially furniture. I'd say furniture or, or rugs or wallpaper or that type of stuff. I I got my first exposure to possibly using the Amiibos because I had Harvey come to my island and I could go to, to his island and see that part of it. So that was an interesting little bit. But yeah, I'd love to see and not just online communities creating that but actual you know i'd love like a kirby table oh like... don't know yes <laughs> yes a hundred percent yes yeah i need like a kirby table it's just like an end table that you could put next to your bed yeah oh yeah. it's just I his little that. face like and, and like the the big open mouth is like a, a cup holder i might need that in my real life yeah let's be honest yeah you should we all know that you're an artist and a famous, <laughs> you know, make that, make that happen. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, let's just real quick before we end this short interview, you're just your overall feelings on how your experience with Animal Crossing for the first time is going. Uh, I would, I'd like to uh, refer it to the, the joy emotion that I can easily click on my switch. And no, it's, it is, it's absolutely joy. It's, it's a lot of fun. It is a wonderful escape from, you know, the real world sometimes, but it's also, it's fun community. And, you know, people even outside of this particular group, friends of mine and, and unexpected friends, these are people who are not big gamers, are are on Animal Crossing and post on Facebook about it. And now getting the chance to share that with them is is really neat. And no, it's, I certainly don't, <laughs> except when I'm, Playing Animal Crossing instead of doing artwork, I don't feel bad about the time that I'm spending on it. I, I count that as, as some nice relaxation and, and zen. No, that's well said. Well, I just want to say thank you, Emily, for um, being able to fill in pretty last minute on the show. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you, you so much uh, for having of me. Of course. Do you have anything else that you want to add before we wrap things up? No, but uh, just another thank you out to everybody. And, you know, I've been I've been bad about the Discord, but I'm trying to get better. And I'll definitely, if anybody is interested in coming in and seeing my baby island, I'm, I'm always happy to throw in Dodo codes to that and, and have people stop by. And I, I, again, not that I have much to share, but if anybody's ever looking for anything that I have, I offer that too. Awesome. All right. Well, let's do these outros. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, and Twitch at Nook's Tavern. This episode of Nook's Tavern was brought to you by our uh, Patreon producers, B-Mail. If you want to support the show and be live in studio, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Nook's Tavern and support us over there. 
If you have a moment, please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Thank you to Emily Swan, not only for being our guest co-host tonight, but also for the wonderful album art and the art she supplies every week for our show. Support her over at patreon.com slash a swan named Emily. You have a story for the about your island? You want to share it with us? Hit us up over at nookstavern at gmail.com. And join the wonderful community over on our Discord at tiny.cc slash nookstavern, all lowercase. Emily, where can people find and support you? Find and support me. I am on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, streamer links, uh, and Twitch, all at a swan named Emily. Pretty much if you search that, you will find me. You guys are always welcome to send me messages, or if you have questions about art, I stream on Twitch inconsistently i'm trying to get better about that i will say my schedule's been a little wonky but i i like to do art tutorials and if not sometimes just pop in and do my own art while you guys chat with me which is awesome i like i like having the community there but yeah a swan named emily across across the internet and i'm gonna have i have two episodes a podcast coming out soon so i'm gonna be guesting on a podcast called fto coming up so that should release soon and then I have been invited to be on Crash Test Pilots with friends of the show, Paul and Nicole. So hopefully that will be coming out soon as well. Awesome. You could probably check out her Twitter when those episodes drop. She'll probably share those. I will. I haven't... Man, I forgot that this came in. And since Kurt wasn't here, he forgot to remind me. But we did put a <laughs> bounty out on people wearing the Bagman Brigade t-shirts. We had a few come in. Uh, one of them was our fr- friend of the show through Facebook, uh, Tim, shared a picture of him and KK sporting his Badman or Bagman Brigade shirt. That's up there on stream right now. And also the second one to come in was Captain himself as he stares at two fireworks in the sky of Tom Nook. So uh, pretty frightening indeed. I forgot what uh, Kurt had on Bounty on that, but we'll ask next week. And if you still have time to take the pictures and send them over because Kurt's not here. So we'll deal with that next week, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You can follow me over at Imaginary Nomad on all social medias, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram with one. Uh, Botched a D&D podcast, Breaking the Panel, here on Nooks, and more projects to be announced in a later future. Anything else, Emily? Well, awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for having me. All right. We'll shake them trees. And make art with ease. Oh, very nice. We'll see you next (laughs) week, nerds.